0: The Last Olympian, Chapter One. I go cruising with explosives. The end of the world started with, when a Pegasus landed on the hood of my car.
1: I'm Ava. I'm Neve.
0: And I'm Brayden.
2: And this is Return to Camp Half Blood. Join
1: us as we journey back through a childhood favorite series
0: and see what lessons we can learn as adults from these books that meant so much to us as kids. <laughs> It's so exciting to say The Last Olympian.
2: I know when you said it, I was like, oh, oh.
1: I'm (laughs) so excited. Me
0: too. So just a warning for our listeners, this whole next season is just going to be Neve screaming about how much she loves this book.
1: I am going to be such a pain in the ass. It's going to be so difficult to deal with me during any episode for this
0: season. I have to say, already off the bat, I forgot how good this book is.
1: So good!
0: Like, we'll get to it, but like two chapters in and we're already going off. But welcome back to the start of season five of Return to Camp Half-Blood. Woo! Almost exactly a year later from starting it. We're we're a year later from when we started recording, not from when we started publishing the episodes. But uh, we are now starting... The last Olympian. Uh, and this week, we will be discussing Chapter One: I Go Cruising with Explosives, and Chapter Two: I Meet Some Fishy Relatives through the theme of belief.
2: Amazing,
0: amazing work, guys. <laughs> Neve, in the mm-hmm. great tradition of this podcast, would you like to lead us in our first summary?
2: I feel like it's only right that you
1: do. I,
2: think
0: it, I feel yeah, like it's, it's only that right sense. that you do it.
1: I think I'm gonna miss. I feel like I'm I have like a weird confidence, but I feel like I'm gonna miss some things.
0: It's we'll gonna be it it it's gonna be a challenge. It's they, a these are some happened. jam packed chapters. Yeah. But hey, we have a we have a very good uh guest lineup for this season. And so I don't think anyone's gonna have to do a summary until <laughs> the last chapters. <laughs> so <laughs> all right, three, two, one, and that
1: Percy and Rachel are driving. And uh, Rachel is like, come on vacation with me. And Percy's like, eh, and then Charles Beckendorf comes and he's like, it's time. And then they go on the cruise ship and they set up some explosives, but they get caught. And per- Percy gets cut by some pronos's weapon um and then beckendorf is like get off the ship i'll blow myself up and everything will blow up it'll be fine but it isn't fine beckendorf dies that's really upsetting Percy wakes up in his dad's palace and he's he meets with his dad again and his dad is in trouble and he's not doing well but then he has to fight Oceanus so then he goes um back to camp I don't think that was too shabby like that, that, was, was, very very that
0: was actually pretty that good was, it was good because I do have to say chapter two was not much happened Uh, so much happened in chapter one and then chapter two was like hello dad
1: i forgot about the dream i didn't mention the dream but you know
0: but the dream was like "Eh," you know yeah
1: um yeah chapter two was a lot of like this is what poseidon's castle looks like (laughs) yeah true and And also tyson and also also tyson and also (laughs)
0: like his other family you know, when you meet your dad's yeah. other family.
2: Oh, yeah. When he's like, this is my uh mm, wife. My- <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, oh.
0: oh. For some reason, it's like, I love that Sally can date Paul. But like Poseidon having wife? Hmm.
1: Well, it was because Poseidon had wife while she- he was with Sally.
0: Yeah. Poseidon's not a great man. He's never been... But they like to paint him as good. And then they remind us they're like, oh, Mans does have a family. (laughs) Monogamy. Yeah. Who knows? (laughs) Ava, you are kickstarting the playlist for this book. What choices, what musical selections have you brought for us this week?
2: I think that my musical selections get more and more questionable every single time
0: (laughs) I do it. I don't disagree. (laughs)
2: And this is evidence of it. Okay. So I, like you said, in um, chapter two, not a lot really happens. So I kind of did like a chapter one song that's like kind of a chapter one song. And then like a song that's like kind of both of them, but I could argue that it's for chapter two. So my first one is ready for it by Taylor Swift, because she's asking you ready. (laughs) That's all. We
0: didn't get, any reputation on the reputation episode therefore she came yeah. back and just like, like taylor she comes back like a, a 90s trend. yeah
2: um but see and i'm not even a reputation stan i'm not even i like it you know i'm not even a ready for it stan but i just think that it's a very good introduction to a very intense storyline and i think reputation is intense and i think the last is intense they have similar energy
0: i don't disagree
2: thank you um and then chapter two, it kind of fits because there's a dream and it's significant. Um, but also it's kind of, it does the morning for chapter one, like for the things that happens in chapter one. Um, it's a song called Dream War by Ella Mine. Um, it's very pretty. Uh, it's very, very pretty. And it's really sad. And I think it like properly kind of communicates like the morning of Beckendorf and like the, just everything that happened and the weight of it that you know in a way that ready for it does not communicate <laughs> so yeah those are my picks
0: knew he was a killer i saw him
2: <laughs> See, that's about luke
0: <laughs> honestly like it fits i have to say oh yeah. I, we're, I don't want to get canceled for this but we might um ready for it's not a good song
2: no no i agree not. It's but not it a good song.
0: feels so good
2: <laughs> yeah I it's agree. terrible.
0: Yeah. Oh, something about it's it. It's not great. Boom! Boom! Boom!
2: Yeah. No, and that's how I feel about the verses, not the chorus of "Look like What You Made Me Do" as well.
0: Mm. I like the chorus of "Ready for It." In the middle me of the too. Night, I wish could my games the... because the yeah, verses sound like a song off of Lover.
2: Interesting take i'll sit with thing. that
0: it wasn't <laughs> i think we should all sit with that and we should yeah. come back to it um welcome to our taylor swift podcast it really <laughs> isn't not a taylor swift podcast um
2: we never said it was exclusively percy jackson <laughs> we just said a percy jackson podcast
0: <laughs> welcome to return to camp Halfblood, a podcast where we analyze the percy jackson books through the lens of taylor swift's discography
1: hey don't we say that do one might pop seasons. up like that
0: so <laughs> that's actually our plan when we're done with last olympian we go back to the beginning we just <laughs> we assign an album to each
1: <laughs> to each book we've been Maybe telling we have everyone, to do everyone a that we're gonna move episode. on to the lost hero we're actually not going to move on to the last
0: no we're just gonna go back to the beginning but like it's all about taylor swift
1: mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: lies
2: i'm assigning the albums in my head right now
0: i do think we need to do a special episode where we we analyze percy jackson through the lens of taylor swift but I that's agree. not today okay today we are talking about <laughs> the first two chapters of the last olympian and speaking of those what did we forget from them
2: i thought beckendorf died later no i remember no,
0: well. i remember it coming out the gate I did not. It is a mean way to start a book.
2: It's a really mean way to start a book. And that's why I was like, what? Uh, uh,
0: it's very uh, much like, <laughs> here's this character who like was in the other books a little bit. We're going to make you care about him a lot in this one chapter and then kill him. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks a lot.
1: Um, I mean, I, I forgot about it in the summary but I also forgot about it in real life the dream that he has specifically that it ends with Nico being like see (laughs) like what a moment like the camera pans to Nico and he's like see Percy stop being an idiot we got like it's so crazy
0: It, it was it's wild how powerful Nico is all of a sudden it's just like very fun and exciting but like He's, like, controlling dreams now. Yeah. I also forgot about the whole, like, hypnose, Not hypnose. Ooh. Hyperion.
2: Oh, I was like, if I knew what you were going for, maybe Hyperion. I'd be able to help.
0: <laughs> and um, the other dude who has constellations. What's his name? No one cares about him. Oh, y'all leaving me in the, in the dust? No answers. A starting
2: letter, perhaps?
0: So no, I don't remember. Oh. The other Titan. Hold on. Um, this is an update for our listeners. A um beanie babies tag just fell out of my copy of The Last Olympian.
2: What's the name? We have to know which one it was.
0: Its name is Winks. Okay. The Pluffies collection. It's like a little tool it. from tag um, We'll
1: include a picture On the post for this episode I'll take but a picture of it, of it
0: now to um, Of the tag now So that I don't forget What a wild it thing to find elephant. In my Percy Jackson book An elephant
2: I think so, I, I looked it up
0: It must have been used as a bookmark
1: Yeah oh, Anyways. What book was it? There was, a, well, there was one book, I think it might have been the King Chronicles book, but I found like I hadn't, it must have been the King Chronicles because I haven't opened that book in a while, but I remember when we were doing that for a little while, I opened it and like a post-it note from my mom fell out from when I was in like fifth grade and it was like, like, have a good day. And it was so nice. <laughs> it
2: was like, oh. I think I, I vaguely remember that.
0: I do. I do remember so this adorable. happening. His name is Cryos. Okay or krios krios oh my krios god i do
2: tomorrow. remember. it that. looked like almost
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. like <laughs> it's like not chronos yeah. but like not not chronos i guess that's my phrase of today not not um mm-hmm. anyways i also forgot about the fucking crab like why was he there <laughs> What was the, why was he there?
2: Maryland representation at its finest. <laughs> I felt so seen. <laughs> By the I think time it was
1: the, fun, the, the funny part about I, it was, in it was people, so inconsequential. I feel was, like he was fighting that crab for like a page. And then he was done with it. Like he was like, oh, big, scary crab. Oh, wait. there's. A it was like very important. Stomach.
0: It was very important. And then it wasn't. It was I just think, like filler.
1: I no. I realized after. Yeah. I think the only thing was that he had to lose his sword. Like Rick was like, he has to lose his sword somehow.
0: No, but it, doesn't he lose his sword later when he throws it at Kronos?
1: No, he throws someone's spirit, Kronos. He's it literally says like I
0: uh, like it, I doesn't know it that say Rip he throws his come sword with, like a javelin.
1: No, because he was like I. I know that my that Riptide will come back to me in a second, but it takes a few minutes for it to appear in my pocket, and it was underneath the crab wreckage. Because he like stabs him and lets go and slides out the other side.
0: I did I was I was listening to those part that part in the shower, and therefore I probably missed a little bit. Um great. It's just how it'd be. It was some long two chapters. I had things to do. I had to take a shower. <laughs> um
1: no, but like I think that 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 Rick was like, Oh, he needs to lose his sword, so like they could realistically catch him and like but I have no clue how to do that. All right, big crab. <laughs>
0: right, big crab. I, I do love that that Ava's just like, there's a crab, that's Maryland representation. Because if our listeners didn't know, Maryland is the only pr- place on earth that can, crabs can be found.
2: <laughs> it's true. You're <laughs> right, actually. <laughs> when you talk about the superior crabs, that is the blue crab, mm best seafood best crab
0: cakes thank you for your time I'm not a fan of crab cakes I have to be honest
2: thank you all it's been such a nice four and a half seasons
0: (laughs) (laughs) anyways let's dissolve that tension what what else did you forget
2: (laughs) oh I forgot that the book started with Rachel kind of
0: Yes, me too. I yeah. forgot, and then I was like, oh, yeah, duh, the, the hoo- hooves on the on the, the hood of the car, but, like, girly, they kissed.
1: I remembered that because it made me so angry. <laughs> it made me so mad. I hated it. <laughs> like, how dare you? I mean, I don't really feel that now, but as a kid, I was angry.
0: I do have to say, okay, we're going to drop a lot of hot takes today, I guess. But no, it's um, good. I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. I did not hate that scene. I thought they were very cute together. I like them. I don't think they're end game, but I do. I like their dynamic. I like their friendship. Is it a relationship? I don't know. Are they both gay? Probably.
2: <laughs> I am and tend to be very territorial when it comes to couples like Percibeth. Like I, if anything gets in the way of them, even if there are so many implications that they're not gonna last, I'm like no 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 <laughs> like and I hate it and all I want is for it to end. Um because there's a part of my brain that's like these two are not making each other as happy as these two could, you know? So that is kind of what I was thinking the whole time. And I was like I just have to I just have to, you know, do it to it. And I I know that their friendship is lovely and they do a lot for each other in that way. Period.
0: <laughs> I mean, what's Period. happening in, in this book is Rick does a thing that's actually a little gross, which is this love triangle is a metaphor, uh, which is like good, but also a little like reducing the female characters to metaphors for plot development of the lead male character but annabeth represents the mythological world that is a lot (laughs) it's a lot (laughs) right now um and rachel represents escapism and so part of his choice is choosing between committing to the war and all the horrible things and his destiny which is represented by annabeth or or escaping everything, leaving everything behind so that he can be happy, which is Rachel.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting device, for sure.
0: For sure, interesting. I do, I, I have to say, like, I'm not a, a Rachel and Percy shipper. I'm just a Rachel stan. That's valid. Which is hard to come by. <laughs>
2: yeah it is and I I respect it I am not one I like her I do I don't know if I used to entirely I think she just kind of got on my nerves um but because I was like you can be doing more productive things now and then she was the oracle and I was like oh okay we're good but um yeah I respect Rachel Stan I do
0: I didn't used to but I'm just really enjoying her rereading the books um I think she is just a great character and i like that she's like i know you're in love with annabeth but you're not gonna do shit about it i'm gonna do shit and therefore i have a lot of respect for it
2: the world needs those people
0: right like rachel knows percy and annabeth are endgame but she's like i might as well like use him while he's here
2: (laughs) That's that's true
0: and I do like when Beckendorf lands on the car and he's like, hmm, guess I'm not gonna tell I don't know Beth about that. And then he can't.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> that was so bold. Why would you do
0: that? I mean, I, he, that's the I
1: did
2: not make that connection. Then he can't.
0: Thank I mean, you,
2: Kanye. Um, very cool. It was um, it's
0: it's very cruel writing. It's very like rereading really it at the second he said that i was like rick wrote that intentionally because he knows that beckendorf will not make it back to camp and we don't know that unless we're rereading it and then it hurts more
2: it does that's true uh.
0: <laughs> oh. Oh. is there anything else that we forgot friends
1: i'm not gonna lie i did not forget much
0: I, in my brain I, well I do okay I did forget all the mentions of abalone what is abalone
2: well okay I besides the material
0: have... besides the material that the palace is made out of because Rick hammered that one home
2: I have abalone earrings somewhere where are they hold on
0: when she has abalone earrings somewhere
1: <laughs> that did that did pop up a lot that's so funny
0: it was just such a through line of chapter two <laughs> abalone everywhere
2: they're like this um i know our listeners cannot see them That's but they look so like this beautiful they're very take, very pretty i um
0: we got a, a lot of pictures I i take a picture of them <laughs> we'll put, put it on the instagram
2: yeah no they're so pretty i was actually gonna wear them this morning and i couldn't find them so. <laughs> Um, that's so funny but now here they are yeah I I think they're gorgeous and to have walls of abalone would just be godly so no pun intended I mean
0: no pun intended really that was not intentional. You,
2: it was not intentional you know who I am you know how I speak
0: <laughs> yeah you don't tend to intend the things
2: <laughs> no no
0: all right we're gonna take a quick little break and then we'll be back to discuss the theme of belief You know, the pandemic has had a tremendous impact on sleep, insomnia, and anxiety. If you're suffering from sleep issues like half of the world is, our sponsor, Real Sleep, has developed the world's first personalized sleep solution customized to you. Unlike prescription and over-the-counter sleep aids, their plant-based formula works with your body to get you to sleep faster, help you sleep deeper, and cut down on sleep disturbances. I know that I have terrible insomnia and trouble sleeping. I've definitely talked about this on the podcast. I go to bed regularly at 4 a.m., but real sleep helps. While sleep is solitary, you are not alone, and real sleep is here to help. That's why we're teaming up with real sleep to give you 20% off your next purchase. So go to the link in our show notes and use the cod pod pod to see why real sleep is the last sleep product you'll ever need. All right, welcome back. This week, we are discussing the theme of belief. Where did we see belief?
2: I mean, I think Percy really had to believe in the fact that he would not die as soon as he hit the water when he jumped off the boat. Um, I mean, that's real. And also kind of believe in his dad and the ocean to get him enough feet away that he would not literally die (laughs) from the explosion. I mean, he was riding completely and totally on trust and belief there, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, we see Beckendorf and Percy have to put a lot of belief in each other in that explosion moment. They have to believe that they will both do what is necessary. Beckendorf believes a lot in Percy. And, Percy believed a lot in Beckendorf to do what was right. And he did. And they said it, Rick wrote it really well, that there was no way that both of them could make it off. Which mm-hmm. was really like upsetting. Because yeah. a lot of times you'd be like, oh, this is the, there's there was absolutely no way that both of them were making it off there. There was hardly percy making it off there it was really the stakes were really set up very well for the beginning of this book because yeah. the the beginning of this book establishes both chronos is not to be fucked with he is <laughs> so powerful we haven't seen anything like it but also percy is not to be fucked with we see percy is suddenly not suddenly but we're, we're see- seeing the manifestation of percy's a very good fighter like you like even like with just with the 12 year old in the hallway where he's like he just like grabs his wrist and like it it was written it was written better than I just described it but I was like oh yes he's a very skilled fighter because he's been doing this since he was 12 he's now 16 or 15 and 51 weeks
1: yeah about to be 16 (laughs) yeah definitely
0: I also, I mean, I think the biggest place we see belief is in the belief in their causes. We see two sides who are willing to die for their causes. And that's dramatic. We've we've been talking this whole time about how not black and white this war is, but we see in the beginning of this book how it has to be black and white now. And Poseidon kind of describes that to Percy. It's like, it's good that, like, it shows that you're a good person, that you let, you tried to let those demigods go that were on the boat. But you can't. Because he's like, you can't, we can't take prisoners in this war, is kind of what he's saying. And it's like, do I agree with that? (laughs) No. But it highlights the 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 intensity of this this war and how much people believe. Because as Percy says, the demigods on the other side may have been indoctrinated, but also they do believe in the cause they're fighting for because they think the gods are awful. And like, <laughs> so do we. Yeah. <laughs> and we see we see that Beckendorf believes so much in his side that he's willing to die for it and he does
1: so upsetting
0: it's so upsetting that's so upsetting what else do we see belief
1: like i think we've covered the major points like, honestly, because I don't know. Like, there was a lot of, I feel like there was almost, like, disbelief in these, especially in chapter two. Um, Because Percy didn't really think he'd ever get to go to his father's castle. Like, you know, he was like, I had always dreamed of it, but, like, he had never thought he would get to go. And then he finds out, like, Tyson isn't fighting. And then he sees his dad in this, like, terrible state. Like, that's, like, very concerning (laughs) something that he doesn't really want to like think about a lot so
0: yeah it is we i think we see percy's belief that they can win shaken a lot Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of status quo shifts in these two chapters princess andromeda has been a big antagonist concept for the past couple of books, Percy says that is like the past two times I've gone here, I've almost died. And then he goes and he destroys it. And then we're like, oh wow, that happened in the first book. That's like a good win, but it wasn't a win because Beckendorf died.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's it establishes like how far do we have to go to win? And is are we ever gonna actually win if these are the costs that we're gonna have to keep paying? Like, we see that with Poseidon's undersea battle. Like, Poseidon's palace is being destroyed. It's not going to be there at the end of this battle. Uh, Percy sees all the, like, haphazardly made graves. And it's, like, the reality of death that is about to come in this book is really set up. And we see Percy be like, I just don't know if we can win. And I don't know how to win without losing all
2: of our lives. Yeah, it's like, can you win? Like, fuck war. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Fuck war. (laughs) Period. (laughs) Yeah, because I think up until this point, Percy has known that there's a lot of pressure on himself. But when he talks about the prospects of war, he's not really, he's never really felt unsure that his backup will be sufficient. Does that make sense? Like he's always worried a lot about himself and how he's going to perform due to like the prophecy and stuff, like how he's, what his role in it will be, but he's never really had any doubt in the people behind him. Like he's mostly worried that he's going to fuck up. So now seeing that the people behind him are also like in serious trouble. um, I think it was definitely a big shake for him to realize like, Oh, it's not just me who might, um, like ruin this for everyone. Like everyone is having a very difficult time. Like, I think he never saw that coming, you know? Yeah.
0: And we see Percy's now having a lot of trouble believing in himself. Mm-hmm. It hasn't been a problem for him for the past few books because he's really believed in himself a lot because he's been growing up with this idea that like, I am the chosen one. And we see that like, there was a big Titan's curse, theme where he was like I am the one to do everything um but now he's like maybe I can't like I have to and I've been preparing myself to, but like what if I actually can't
2: and honestly I respect that a lot it shows a lot of maturity
0: it does show a lot of maturity and it but it's also like very sad because he has to and I think that's that's why Poseidon at the end of chapter two is like Tell Chiron it's time for you to hear the prophecy because Percy is belief in himself is wavering. We see him try to escape twice in these chapters. He is offered an escape route with Rachel, which he he's like, I don't know if I want to take or not. And then he tries, he really wants to fight undersea with Poseidon yeah. because a part of him sees it as a more manageable fight.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's a more like, I am fighting for my dad. And that's such like a a smaller scale battle than like, I'm fighting for the whole world.
1: And it's also in a realm where he's basically indestructible. Like he can breathe underwater. He It heals his wounds pretty fast. Like he would be a lot, it would be a lot more manageable just so that because he's like, Bulletproof underneath, under underneath the water, so like having to go back to a fight that is above water is not, is not as desirable as staying.
0: Yeah, and and we see a, a b- bunch of these chapters is him realizing he's not bulletproof, and Kronos is, and which motivates him to become bulletproof.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> minor spoiler.
0: <laughs> minor spoiler, but it's like Percy's belief and confidence in himself is shaken so much in these two chapters. And that's what pushes him to now agree with Nico's plan because he's kind of shown that like, I can't do this, not the way, with the way things are going now, I can't do this without a deus ex machina um, (laughs) little moment. Uh, And so it's interesting because like without Beckendorf dying, I don't think Percy wins. At all. Which is kind of sad. It's yeah, but it's very important because, like, obviously it's important that they blow up the ship. That makes it a little easier on the fight. But the catalyst of Beckendorf's death makes Percy question a lot. And now they know that they have a, a spy in their midst. So his belief in the camp as like a cohesive unit is shaken. And therefore he has to turn to like a fishy little like ghost boy being like going river. It's
1: time to become bulletproof. It's time to become bulletproof.
0: <laughs> it's time to become bulletproof. Yep. It's also just interesting that Percy and our all of our main characters are now an age that I can comprehend more. <laughs>
2: I know. I was noticing yeah. that too. I was like, "Okay, okay, okay, okay." Like it makes more sense.
0: I was like, "I like he's still like over four years younger than me," but I I can I can think back to being a sophomore in yeah. in high school much more than I can to being in fifth grade, fifth or sixth <laughs> grade. Yeah, no,
1: definitely.
0: And therefore, it's he feels a lot more grown, and he feels more like a character who is our age now because he has had to grow up very fast. Which is sad. Very we talked about a lot about growing up last last episode.
2: Yeah we did.
0: We did or two episodes ago. I guess we watched Wonder Woman last episode. A little fun break.
2: Yeah. A fun break.
0: (laughs) But it is it is interesting to I always forget we were mentioned mentioned mmm mentioned in this chapter that Luke is college age it's just a weird reality to have started reading, reading these books the first time at Percy's age and now rereading these books again at Luke's age
2: yeah that's so real I completely agree it's yeah it's really wild
0: I don't even know if I have anything intelligent or deep to say about that, but like...
2: No, it's it's just kind of wild.
0: (laughs) Kind of wild.
2: No, I agree.
0: It's just a... I think it's also just an interesting perspective. Like, Luke is at an age in which people become radicalized politically.
2: For sure, yeah.
0: And we're not Luke sympathizers. Luke is bad. But you can understand where he's coming. Okay, I guess maybe sympathizers is not the wrong word because I understand where he's coming from. I don't agree or approve of what he does, but you really do be understanding where he's coming from. It's a very anti-capitalist position um, but he does back the wrong horse. He does say like fuck these this semi-fascist, godly capitalist regime. I'm gonna put up another one.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> it's like he's like, "Oh, your intentions may have been in the right place, but then what you did with them, and also how you treated people while do I, absolutely no respect." <laughs> it's like,
0: girly, we were you were so close, you were so close, but no cigar. Glenn, close but no cigar.
2: I was gonna say that but I had to take a drink of my water
0: <laughs> that was was that uh Drag Race UK that's um, yeah it was Joe, Joe Black. Black's, Joe Black yep watch <laughs> season two of Drag Race UK it was very good it's, it's so, is so good. good it
2: is my comfort better season than season th-
0: better than season 13
2: maybe we won't say that but I think it's better than season one of Drag Race UK for sure
0: okay I I mean <laughs> we're not gonna spoil who won Drag Race season 13. Just in
2: case you all are slackers.
1: <laughs> just in case
0: y'all are slackers or Have haven't been, been on social media. Yeah. But it was like, okay. I spent four months and like the person who 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 won won.
2: Like I, okay. like, I like I knew. I knew. We've always known.
0: You yeah. know. And that's why Drag Race UK season two was better.
2: We all kind of.
0: We also all kind of knew, but we didn't. Mm. Anyways, let's stop talking, vaguely okay. <laughs> because it's less interesting for people to listen to. Uh, we can talk more about Drag UK on our own time. Uh, Sass moments.
1: Yes, I was looking for mine, and I have it open. There wasn't many. These two I kind of didn't find one. Because they were sad as hell. But yeah. um the beginning of chapter one, uh, when Beckendorf destroys the car with blackjack. Um, Rachel looked up at Beckendorf. Hi. Oh hey, I'm Beckendorf. You must be Rachel. Percy's told me, uh, I mean he mentioned you. Rachel raised an eyebrow. Really? Good. <laughs> Period says. <laughs> I love that. Really? Good. <laughs> I think I used that. I remember like reading that and being like, oh my God, I'm going to use that in my daily, in my life at at some
0: point. Mine would be, uh, I'll I'll do, I'll read the, the full thing. I like the setup. She nodded. And so hypothetically, if these two people liked each other, what would it take to get the stupid guy to kiss the girl, huh? Oh, I felt like one of Apollo's sacred cow's Slow, dumb, and bright red.
1: I loved that one. <laughs> that was so good.
2: <laughs> oh, I mean, mine isn't that funny. It's just I really like how it's written. It's when Blackjack lands on the car. It says, I didn't notice the huge black form swooping down from the sky until four hooves landed on the hood of the Prius with a womp womp crunch. <laughs> There is something about the writing of Wump Wump Crunch that really gets me.
1: <laughs>
0: That's real. A remix of Boom Boom Pow.
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Got that Wump Wump Crunch. <laughs> all right. Who are our first offerings of um, The Last Olympian? Can I, is it safe to assume it's all the same one?
2: Yeah. No.
0: <laughs> what?
2: Oh, maybe it should be. I guess.
0: I mean, I'm not gonna pressure you. You get to do what you want.
2: I'll go last.
0: <laughs> I mine is Beckendorf. Mine he died. <laughs> Ava's like, gonna look like an asshole now, isn't she? I'm
2: gonna look like an asshole, but I loved seeing Blackjack. So I kind of want to give mine to Black. I had
1: so many other opportunities in this book to give it. No, all she to committed
0: to it.
2: I missed him, and there are already two for Beckendorf. And I agree. uh,
0: All right, the offerings this week are for the man who died and gave up his life to support a cause, and the horse.
2: I missed him. Okay. Hey, boss. How epic is that? You can't tell me you didn't miss that.
0: I do love Blackjack, but like.
2: (laughs) I he died I don't think all three of us give offerings to dead people every time
0: I, you're so right I won't go and find the receipts I but I do think we all voted for Zoe and voted for Bianca
2: those were um, different
0: no they're not
2: I don't know I just care a lot about I would them.
0: argue that I'm not going to say whose death was worth more oh
1: my god but yeah, actually, cut off the sentence. You're not going to say whose death was worth more. I'm, I'm really not. proud of you for not saying that. I'm not,
0: but, <laughs> but I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say that Beckendorf's was very much at least on par.
2: Yeah, can you want me to split it in half? <laughs>
0: no, you committed to it. You're just going to have to live with the fact.
2: Okay, I will. <laughs> I care a lot about him. It was very sad. But we were made to like him in like one chapter. And two offerings for one chapter is good enough.
0: Who are we voting off the island? I'll go last.
2: It's going to be me.
0: <laughs> I'll go last.
2: <laughs> wow. Um, 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 Mine is Ethan Nakamura. Because... I forgot that he kind of turned evil, and that really sucks.
1: That's valid.
0: Evil does suck a little bit.
1: I think I'll hop on that train. I I don't like him. He's annoying. two for Ethan. He was given. It, he they really spared him, only for him to be a little shit.
0: You're so right. Mine is Ava.
1: <laughs> I knew it was. How oh did I
2: know?
0: <laughs> I don't think Ava's ever been voted off the island. I so haven't. Welcome. Yeah. Even I both have.
2: I have skated by for the longest, though. Love a good skate. You,
0: I love a good skate by. (laughs) You deserve it this week.
2: I, I, that, it's fine. That's okay.
0: All right. And that wraps up our first episode of The Last Olympian. Thank you all for listening. Next week, we will be joined by Dr. Elizabeth Bartlett to discuss
2: chapters three and four i get a sneak peek at my death we and we burn a metal shroud through the theme of anger
1: make sure to follow us on all of our social media platforms we're at return to camp on any platform that matters and we also have a patreon and a red Bubble store and a website www.returntocamp.com yay see you next then. week, see you next
0: week. <laughs> yes. next week. No, you no one. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming for
1: you. Bye, no. <laughs> that's a niche thing? That's- <laughs> oh, it's so funny.
0: <laughs>